Hey guys, welcome to episode 10. I hope you're excited to listen to me talk to Leela Killida. She is phenomenal. Her and I played Junior Sharks together here in the Bay Area, and then she went on to do much bigger and better things than I did. She went to Naha, then she went to um, Minnesota Mankato, and now she's on to the Riveters playing professional hockey in New Jersey. I'm so proud of her, and she, you should hear how appreciative she is of women's hockey and, like, the chance to play. I think it's really awesome. She's a phenomenal person. Before we jump into the interview, don't forget to go give this podcast five stars, buy a scrunchie on the website, and hit me up if you have anyone that would be good for the podcast. Okay, thank you, and here we go with Leela. How are you? Good. How are you? It's been literally forever. Yes. I've been, I've been good. I've been okay since this whole pandemic thing. Oh, my God. Oh, I my can't. goodness. I can't. Look at this thing. It just, it doesn't stop. <laughs> Let me move it really quick. Did you end up going to Tahoe this weekend? Yeah. Actually, we went up to Viking's home. Okay. There. Just like there. And then came back the same day. Okay, gotcha. Damn, that's like a a big yeah. one there. Yeah. yeah. I was dead the next day. Could you not find any camping spots? Uh, there's just a lot of people there. Yep. It, we just didn't want to chance it right now. Like, even on the trail, like, in the lake, too. Like, everyone was hella close to each other and whatnot. Like, I was like... It almost feels like it's not a thing there. They don't wear masks. No, they know. don't. It's weird. I know, it's so strange. It wasn't like that for the longest time because I got laid off of my job, so then I went and sheltered in place with my boyfriend and his family uh-huh. from there. The whole time that I was there, like two months, it was just, there was no one there. It was so nice. And then as soon as Tahoe opened up, it got flooded with yeah. like, all the people. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. It's incredible. Tell me, what's so- new with you? Nothing, really. I'm just going back home, quarantine, and getting fatter, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel you. i just been eating and eating and eating, which is bad. But no, nothing's really new. That's about it. Nothing interesting in my life, to be honest. Well, thanks for, like, letting me interview you. Yeah, of course. You're the best. Might as well. i got nothing else to do. <laughs> Remember the good old days back when you and I would shoot hockey pucks behind the rink? Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> do you still do that? No, we don't. No? Because I, I, would, I would have to be the one, like, packing up the truck and everything. And first off, I need help doing that. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I don't have a license for the trucks. So I I just shoot at the house now. Okay. Hopefully not damaging anything. <laughs> How many pucks would you say you shoot in a day? About, it was 300, and then it went up to 600. But now I do about probably 250 to 300. That's insane. So that's what I can get done. <laughs> yeah. No ice. That's so awesome that you have that level of dedication for the game. Yeah, it's just something, like, I've always had. I guess my dad. It's just a really big part in that role, I guess. But did your dad play hockey? Yeah, he played hockey. I didn't know that. 
he played when he was younger, and he was living in Boston with his younger brother. They were on the same team. And then they moved out here. I believe he played out here for a bit, and then he stopped and let his kids continue on. He did some adult league. Okay. He could, but it was just getting too much for him. So what else do you do for your training? So besides shooting the pucks, right now um, we have a workout that was just sent to us, the whole team, and what they'd like us to be doing. So it just consists like a regular like lunges and squats, just body weight stuff, sprints, a lot of running. A lot of running. <laughs> Do you like the running or not at all? No, I, I hate the running. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, especially in this heat. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. But yeah, they've accommodated us to where we can do it without a gym. And they've accommodated people who have a gym that are open, that's open. So that's nice. But yeah, it's just like squats, lunges, mobility, a lot of mobility exercises which is good besides doing that i go hiking usually now i've been trying to get back into it just a lot of stick handling but that's about it where are you with, with hiking at where am i hiking at uh, i did almaden a couple weeks ago okay i haven't done that one. the quicksilver it's nice it's really pretty but there's mining stuff there and there's like all these like little stops that you can look at like old houses and stuff which is cool um, I mostly do Mission Peak. Okay. Mostly that one. That's about it, actually. <laughs> Just those two. I will totally meet up with you and do Mission Peak one day. I'm going to have to be early in the morning. I guess it's too hot now. Yeah, I know. I yeah. would go for sunrise, though I've never done that before. Really? It's really pretty. Have you um, done it? Sunrise hiking and the one at Mission Peak is unbelievably beautiful. When I was back in high school, me and my friends did it. We were there. We left around like 3 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Got there around within a half an hour. Hiked it. Yeah, we all brought food and water and everything. And we just sat there and watched the sunrise. It was beautiful. And like, no one's there because they don't think about doing it that early mm-hmm. and seeing that so that's like the best thing ever because you have the whole mountain to yourself that's awesome i've been doing um like taking my dog around del val which is a little lake here in livermore and uh-huh. normally there's not that many people there there'll be like one or two groups but lately the whole parking lot is packed full of people oh <laughs> i cannot Okay, so I put down, do you focus on what you eat? But you were just saying that you're indulging. It's quarantine or whatever. Yes, I am getting to that point where I need to start watching what I'm eating. Because earlier on in quarantine, I was just chowing down like chips and Oreos and ice cream and whatnot. (laughs) A lot of in and out I can say that. (laughs) A lot of in and out (laughs) Do you miss it when you're on the East Coast? Yeah, I usually eat once, in and out once every time I come back from life, wherever I'm at, for a long time, because it's just like a craving that needs to be satisfied, <laughs> but it's never fully satisfied because it's in and out. <laughs> what do you get there, double-double? Usually I get the double-double, just fries and lemonade. So good. <laughs> or sometimes a shake. I haven't gotten a shake in a while, but... Like, 
if it's like if I haven't eaten a lot or I've eaten pretty well like the whole week I'll get a three by three that's what I need (laughs) three by three fills me up now the two by two doesn't I don't think I've ever tried their three by three it's good it's a lot it's a lot it's it's like unhinge your jaw too because it's just too big yeah but it's delicious what's that mouth do (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel about cross training during the off season cross training do you do any cross training you look like no uh, i don't I don't do any cross training, to be honest. You were never just, interested in any other sports or anything? I wish I got in into softball earlier, because I think that would have opened up different colleges, and maybe I would have taken that route instead of hockey, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Yes. This is better yeah. than softball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not in the heat. When you were younger, was there any female players that really inspired you? Any any female players? Yeah. Serena Williams, of course. It's just Serena Williams. The ultimate athlete. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Playing while pregnant. Exactly. What was her name? She played, I think, for the Panthers. She was a goalie. Okay, I know uh, who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it's the Panthers, but I remember my dad came home with, like, a puck and her card one day, and I was so ecstatic about it. That was cool. I really, I guess I really didn't have a lot of players I looked up to besides those two. Because I was never one to, like, see someone and then just be completely amazed. I'm amazed, like, Datsuk and, like, all the old-timers, Gretzky and everything, but never really stuck with me, I guess. I don't know. Who do you think has helped to influence women's hockey the most? I don't think there's just one person who's influenced women's hockey the most. Yeah. I honestly, I just think it's the community. It's just, it's so big and loving and caring. We're just a big family. The hockey culture is a small world. It's a very small world for how big it is. And it's the push for women's sports all around, not just for hockey, have definitely helped. I don't know. It's just, I would say every girl's team that they're there has there has been like in the shark anywhere else like in minnesota wisconsin they're all doing their same part and just getting the name out there that girls can play hockey too so it's just come out give it a try type thing with everyone that asks i know some people that don't even know about the sport will come to the rink and then be amazed by the girls playing let alone the guys too but they think it's so crazy that the girls are being able to do this without hesitation or anything. So I don't know, it's just a community thing. I don't think there's just one person that has influenced the game. I agree with that. Just when you were talking, I was thinking about, have any people that don't really know the sport and you tell them that you play hockey, are they always like, oh, but you're so small, or like, but you're so Mm -hmm. pretty, and it's like, okay, lady. (laughs) Yeah, let me be. Like, I'm also small, but fiercest one on the team. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was out with a couple of my friends the other day. So my girlfriend's, uh, her friend and her sister and her sister's husband. And we all went to San Pedro Market mm-hmm. down here in downtown. And um, we are just eating, and then we were going to head to the game with her sister and her brother-in-law and the brother-in-law he was like okay we're leaving let's go and he didn't think i was the girlfriend and he thought the other girl was because she was six foot all he's known was like she plays hockey 
and like this is her name and he got us mixed up apparently and she was confused when I was the one that stayed with them mm-hmm. and the other girl left she was like he he told his wife he was like I didn't expect her to be so small <laughs> and stuff like that. I was like are you kidding me right now but like <laughs> do you think height really matters for girls hockey because it's not no. it's not like as body contact filled so I feel like height isn't necessarily as big of an impactor no it's not I've met girls that are my height and a couple inches smaller and you know I'm small mm-hmm. coming in at five one <laughs> and they're just they're fast mm-hmm. they, they don't they don't need the extra height I guess it does help in certain instances I guess like just being like tall in front of the goalie or like being tall at defense and moving people out of the way True. but you can have someone just as short with the same being stronger same weight and everything and being able to do the exact same thing but the downside is not being able to block the goalie's eyes. <laughs> the other one that I always get when I say that I play hockey to people is they're like, oh, but you still have all your teeth. Yep. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, it's not like that. Like, I have a mask, first off. Do you think that girls would ever get into wearing visors? I know some would. Really? I would. Yeah. You would? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I would. It's because there's no hitting. Yeah. That's one of the main reasons, but I would also just be a little timid about it because I'm so small, mm-hmm. and the shots are literally at my face, so it's it's hard. I wouldn't think of. I guess in the moment, it'd be different. I'd like to say yes, I would, but... <laughs> well, more power to you, then. I don't think I would have <laughs> the balls to do it. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> What went through your mind when you were deciding to go to boarding school? Nothing really, just the fact that I'd be living in a different state. And I remember my dad telling me, do you want to go here? You have to let me know now. And I just remember, sure. Because at that time, I was always up for new ex- new experiences. Mm-hmm. And I never lived away from home like that. Living there for the full hockey season, so like three or four months. I don't know, it was just a in-the-moment thing, saying, yeah, sure, why not? Let's go try this out and see how it goes. And after, like, a few weeks after saying that, I was like, I really just said yes to moving across the country by myself, being a teenager. And I'm like, I'm not going to know anyone there besides my teammates who we all lived in the same house. Not, But other than that, I was like, I'm crazy. We're doing this. Did you know anyone else at the school before you went? You know Bridget Baker? Yeah. I didn't really, like, know her. I knew of her. Mm -hmm. We had, like, small talks here and there at the rink. She was the only person I knew there, but she graduated before I even got there. So it was all brand new territory for me. I didn't know a single person. So that itself was scary. I, I talked to the coach a couple times. Over the phone, met him at one of the tournaments that we used to do. But that was about it. Didn't know anyone. (laughs) No one in that state at all, either. And that wasn't intimidating to you? The very first time I went, I went for a camp. A one-week camp out there. Mm -hmm. Um, My grandpa came. And I was all excited for it. Like, I'd be living there by myself with other people there who are in the camp, too. And I just remember after my grandpa dropped me off, I was bawling my eyes out. Just crying to myself saying no I don't want to be here I'm scared blah 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 and I cried for about like five minutes and 
I was like, you know what, this isn't that bad. <laughs> I like it, actually. And I guess going back to that same boarding school in a different area, though, of the, the state, it was still scary. Mm-hmm. But I just thought about it just being a new team, new teammates that I'm going to end up calling sisters within a week. And, like, we're all going to be living under the same roof, so it'll be quick. We're all going to eat together, work out together. So I was like, this is okay. I'm just overreacting right now. <laughs> Good. So you're happy that you stayed there then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Yes, I am. But I've, lately I've been, this whole quarantining has been making me overthink a lot. But lately I've been thinking just wishing I had, I guess, a normal high school experience. I definitely missed out on that because I would go to high school here in San Jose and be here for like a month and a half and then leave for that whole winter season and then come back in March or April and missing out on all like those dances and just having shenanigans with my friends and all the drama that would happen in high school and stuff like that I definitely missed out on. Like I'd come back and then like people would be like, confused why I was back. Where did you leave for all these months? Just crazy things like that and I'm, I'm just back like just I guess accept it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm tired of telling the story over and over again. Like, I have to tell it to my all the teachers and the principal, and they got all confused because I would have them again. And I, just, I had to go away, like, just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But I, I do miss the fact that I didn't have a normal high school experience. Mm-hmm. But I'm also really happy I didn't because I got to do something most people will never do in their lives, which is crazy. But I hope some people... Some people, most people are able to experience something like that. It's not for everyone, I guess. And what's made you kind of reflect upon that lately? I've been, I've been talking to old friends. Um, they've been referencing their friends from high school and how they're all holding up now. And some people, they don't talk to anymore. Or I've been seeing people like on Instagram, like friends I know of and kind of know from high school when I was still there. They're all getting married, having babies and stuff like that. So I just guess I, I wish I experienced more with them. Wow, we're really getting into our adulthood now. Where did all the time go by? Went by so fast. Right? <laughs> it speeds past you. Next thing you know, you're in your 20s. I know. I'm like, getting old. What the fuck? Like, I'm 24. Like, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I never thought I'd, like, be this far out. Like, I I just couldn't think this far out. And then now I'm here and I'm like, what do I do with my life? Oh, my God. No, I have been having the same midlife crisis. I even told Mm -hmm. my friend, I'm like, why am I having a midlife crisis right now? I shouldn't be. But I just feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing or I don't know if I'm in the place that I'm supposed to be right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've been having, like, many panic attacks because of it. This is real life. I need to figure my shit out because okay. I don't know well, what I'm doing. Okay, well, I going to wait until later in the interview to ask about professional hockey. But let's bring it up now. How do you feel playing professional hockey at this point in your life? I love it. I absolutely love it. I guess because I came straight out of college. Mm-hmm. playing hockey and didn't skip a beat and went back into the hockey season for professionally, which I almost actually didn't because I never opened my email. Um, from So the thing was is I 
got locked out of my school email. And apparently my coach emailed me something from college. And he was like, can I give out your information? Like, blah, blah, blah. This is this person who they're working for and stuff. But I never saw it. And my dad came up to me the other, like, one of the days. And he was, like, kind of upset because I wasn't checking my email. Mm-hmm. He's like, go check your email. Your coach messaged me about blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, great. And then I didn't open it for, like, another month or something. Leela. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was bad. It was bad. It turned out to be my coach now, Evo, for for the Riveters. And he was like, yeah, if you want to play, like, you don't have to come out and try out. You can just come out. I've already watched you, stuff like that. You're on the team if you want to be. And I was stunned. So I was like, how? Like, when? I have all these questions, and I'm automatically on a team that I haven't tried out for. Like, are you sure? Are you really sure? (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of shape right now. Because I thought hockey was over for me. I was just accepting the fact that that or missing one season and then seeing if I can go to Europe and go try out for some teams out there. So I don't know. I guess leading from that question that you asked, I'm happy about it. I'm happy about playing where I'm at right now because I don't think I'd be able to do it if I got older. Like, I might became like 25 or something, 26, and then got asked to get back into hockey playing. I probably have have a job a stable job at that point or hopefully i do and uh <laughs> and being asked to get back into hockey shape and I, I don't think i could just because i said bye to the sport so long ago and hockey shape is definitely a different kind of in shapes yeah but yeah playing right now 22 it's, it's nice my body hates me for it but it's nice <laughs> I think it's kind of phenomenal that you got, you are getting to be one of the first generations to play women's hockey, like professional hockey. It's crazy to think about sometimes when I was out there in Jersey, I'd be in my room. This is real life right now. I'm a professional athlete now and it, it, it feels like it and it also doesn't mm-hmm. just because the sport right now is still growing. For the women's league, and there are multiple other leagues out there, like the PW and us, and like the CWHL and stuff like that. And it's still small, but it's still crazy that we're all considered professional athletes because some of us are just coming straight out of college. It felt like I was still in college, to be honest. <laughs> Playing, like I still feel like a kid at heart. But growing, growing the game where it's at now is amazing because you get docked as one of the first few people that started the the league, the game, for girls going into these sports. And it's amazing. Not everyone's going to get remembered. Like, I don't care if I get remembered. I care about just growing the game for, like, the little girls now and being able to live off of it and not wear because we have to work jobs. We, we're working a job while playing. Some girls will have to miss practice once every two weeks or something, or they'll come straight from the city from New York, drive to Jersey, or, like, take the train or whatnot, and then miss the workout, of course, because we're not, we expect them to do the workout on their own or, like, a different day, and that's fine, because that's the responsibility that you have. But they'll, like, we'll be coming down from the the locker room, the uh, weight room, and they'll just be on the computer still working. I want to grow the game to where they wouldn't have to do that. They wouldn't have to, unless they wanted to, but... The point is, is being able to live off of paycheck that we're getting. Just being a professional athlete for the women's league, just being a hockey player and just being solely that. 
not working like a desk job or working at a donut shop or something. That's my main thing is that I'm glad I'm starting this and I'm growing the game for the little ones. Oh, I'm so pumped that you've touched on that because I even put it in my questions like, okay, can you live off of this? How the heck do you balance having a job and hockey? It's hard. I know for some people it's hard to balance the job and hockey because you're working two jobs. You're literally working two jobs and you're traveling on the weekends. And some people might not think it's a job playing hockey because I definitely don't. I just think it's fun. I still think it's college. And But I applaud all the girls that do. Do work the, the second job and still make it on time, practices and things. Because I was able to get, I was able to get set up with a high school out there. Our general manager helped me get a job. My assistant coach, actually, too. Just be a hockey coach. Okay. So that was fun in itself. And um, it was a high school hockey coach for the JV team. And honestly, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it was an all-girls team. The school is uh, all-girls. And they're pretty badass. I'll give them that. (laughs) That's unreal. But sometimes I would be late to work out because Mm -hmm. our practices would run long. Or I would have to wait for one of the girls' parents to show up at the rink. So I'm not about to leave because the rink's really small. I'm not about to leave a little a teenager, a little girl, a teenager, a young adult at the rink by herself when everyone else is gone. And then random start showing, like other hockey players, like adult hockey players start showing up. But I don't feel comfortable with that, I guess. But sometimes I'll hit traffic on the way back. It sucks. <laughs> traffic is bumper to bumper out there. It sucks. And it's usually just a two-lane road, two-lane highway, so it's, like, even more annoying. How do you like playing for the Red Reds? I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm glad they're my first team that I played on, and I told my dad, I'd stay with the Riveters. I said that then. Now, if I play, I play. Like, it's just an experience that I think people should feel, and if I were to not get signed again or just transfer to a different team, I would be happy with that, too. But I think I would stay with the Riveters the most. Okay. If I had the option. Are you are you looking to trade teams or are no. you just waiting to Mm-mm. see like if they redo your contract or how does that work? So near the end of the season, like the coaches will start talking to you, they'll start re like evaluating stuff. They'll like pull you aside or like call you and stuff and just ask, Would you be up? What are your plans for next year? Because we're all adults now and like they they need to know before they extend a hand or something, or they'll, they're getting to know what you're going to do just following year or whatnot. And so they'll usually ask that, like, what are your plans? And I was like, well, when they were asking me, I was like, if I can still keep playing hockey, I am for sure down to play hockey. I'm in a point in my life where I'm just out of college. I don't have a job. I'm like, I moved back home to California. So I'm like, if you want me back, I'll say yes right now. Done deal. That's it. So it, it just goes by smoothly like that. Mm-hmm. So they'll just like reevaluate you and ask and they'll ask if you want to come back or if you plan on leaving. So it, it goes by smoothly, which is nice. Good. Um, do you think D3 girls can compete at the professional level? Oh, yeah, easily. Yes. The whole thing is just working hard. It's not no one's better than the other. If you made it up to getting a, a tryout 
is if you get called up for a trial at the professional league, it's you already made it. Is what, what I'm getting at. Like if you're trying out for a team, you've made it. It doesn't matter if you're good. If you want to D1, D2 club, if you get noticed, you get noticed. And if you if you put in the hard work, then by all means you're going to get noticed, and it's going to be easy for you. That's all I say about that. Doesn't matter your skill. If you're a grinder, good. I was a grinder. I don't have the hands. <laughs> I do not have the hands at all. But yeah, so it doesn't matter if you went to D three college or school, as long as you're working hard, grinding, and competing against yourself. Ultimately, making yourself a better player. That's all they want. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was looking at your roster. Two of the girls on your team I've played with before. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Janie Lewis, which, like, I didn't talk to her that much when she was on my team. I just remember her being really awesome. And then Mallory Rushton. No way you play with Mal. Yeah. I love both of them. She's but Mal like is my favorite. A little ball of energy. Yes, she is. <laughs> when I first met her, I was like, Girl, you're going to be a lot, aren't you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get annoyed if you are <laughs> And no, she's funny, hilarious. She's she's phenomenal. a ball of light. Yeah. She's, like, you can't, like, you have to be friends with her. Yeah. And she would, like, play the best. She always took over the aux cord in our locker room. And I swear to God, I would, like, Shazam every song that came off yes. of her playlist. <laughs> yes. She had, Yes. She has a great taste in music, yes. <laughs> she was actually, she got the assist on my first goal. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pass that she gave me scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> it, like, jumped over my stick. I'm like, girl, don't pass that hard again when I have an open lane. <laughs> I don't need to fumble this and fuck up right now. Okay, let's skip back to... Do you feel that girls are more fortunate because they have more of a straight path to college? Or do you think that the level of play would intensify if there was more of like a juniors program for girls and they had a couple more years to develop their skills? Ooh, this is a tough one. <laughs> this is tricky because, yes, we have a professional league now that we do. But back then, it wasn't a thing. So just having that straight shot into college was nice because mm-hmm. you knew that college was the only thing that that was the top just playing hockey in college was the top for women's there wasn't a league for professionally for women so yes but now i would still think it's still fortunate going straight to college since we have to work a second job to be getting professionally whatever well i'm not making sense right now <laughs> <laughs> but i think like right now I'd still want it to be a straight shot to college. But in a few years from now, when women can start making a living off of playing hockey, is when I'd say, let's open up a juniors program and see how that works out. But I don't know if, like, the girls would want to go that route. Because there are serious hockey players, and then there are some, like, they know they want to stop sometime in their life. And that makes sense. So it's, it's tough. Whereas guys, they know that, if they're good enough, they can they go to juniors after high school, and they bill it and stuff like that. And they, they I think they get paid, right, in juniors? No. Juniors, no? they don't get paid. 
because um, if you get paid, you can't play in college. So it oh, kind yeah, of depends on if professionals. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it just depends on what they want their route to be. Yeah, for the men, I do think that juniors is good for them mm-hmm. before going to college because they're all in their twenties already. And being a college freshman, being already 21, that's like major growth spurt from being 18, 17, 18, coming right out of high school. Yeah. Like, that must be scary in itself. Like, all these guys are all jacked, and you're all small still. Like, it's kind of <laughs> sad. <laughs> it's kind of scary, too. It's tough because since women, the women's league isn't big enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're growing. We're growing, for sure, but... I think having a straight shot to college is the best thing right now for the girls. Um, but, yeah, because I, I could only see, like, the serious girls doing the juniors, but it would be a handful of them. But that's if – and if they knew about the league now and it was substantial to live off of, I believe more girls would get into it. So, I don't know. As of right now, I feel like it's fine, but it may be in a few years that could change. What for you was the biggest – jump in the level of play like club to prep or prep to college or college to pro prep to college yeah prep to college yeah because i remember going from club to prep for myself it felt like i was finally getting the competition i needed the fastness of the game so that was like it was a good transition for me but prep to college the whole thing changes because it's not girls that are just in their teen years now you have girls that are 22 playing the game and they have the strength the speed everything over you and they have the experience from college already it was it was scary it was very scary i remember my first game i was like these girls are fast i don't know how i'm gonna keep up with them this is scary like i don't want to go out on ice right now that's how that's how scared i was and their shots were 10 times harder, like harder than mine, from <laughs> the shooting behind at the fence, behind the rink. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to get in front of those shots. <laughs> I know I'm a defense, but someone's asking a lot of me right now. How was it committing to Mankato? I feel like that's everyone's dream. Like, that's insane that that worked out for you. Yes, it was, it was luck is what happened, is what it was. The coach I committed to the school with actually I think resigned oh, really? or was fired or something yes mm-hmm. and because the team wasn't winning like it wasn't a school that people wanted to go to like it was, it was a D1 team at a D3 school which is fine but it just wasn't known like the girls team there just wasn't hot shit you can say it wasn't like Wisconsin the Badgers or anything or the Gophers and then the new coach that we got, it was his first year, my freshman year. So that was crazy. I shouldn't be saying this, but it was kind of bad to start off with. Because um, he was learning, because he came from St. Cloud. Okay. Huskies, and he coached there, I believe. And he didn't know how to coach women. And so it, it was a learning stone for him. Oh, so was year. he coaching guys at St. Cloud then? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Definitely a learning curve there. Yeah. Very oh, yeah. different. He, yes, it was very different. And he, our whole freshman year, we would get two hours of the ice slot. And he would use up the whole time. 
And we were on the ice every day. And it got to a point where we, this is a lot. We had our goalies tearing their hips. Oh, no. Because they're just working out way too much and what they need to be. We have girls, like, their knees are hurting, their backs. My back started hurting a lot. Because it would, it would just be nothing but, like, skating for the first hour and then drills the second hour. And it was nonstop. And then we finally, like, talked to him and stuff. And the coming years, the uh, next three years, it was better. Ten mm-hmm. times better. He learned that we can only do an hour and a half and still get enough done. Because we're on the ice every day. And give us that 30 minutes of time for, like, in between workouts or getting undressed and going to school. Because we would ha- pra- our practice time was, wasn't ideal. It was between morning classes and afternoon classes and sometimes classes would overlap during that time Mm -hmm. and it would suck because we either miss class or we have to leave hockey um early and our coach would get upset about that i'm like you can't (laughs) do anything about it like it's the shitty schedule that we have and girls need to go to their classes it's it's hard and he didn't understand that at the time and then, so that was bad. But now it's grown. It's definitely better at coaching women. Yeah. I will give him that. He's a good guy. I liked him. I don't know. It was good. Um, I guess now, yeah, my kid was very desirable. They beat Wisconsin, mm-hmm. which I was, like, when I read that, I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. that good. Like, he took the learning curve and went with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew he would change that team. He just needed to work with what he had. And get girls that he wanted gotcha and teach them differently so it was good yeah good. Been, they've been doing a lot better now i'm happy about that i was surprised when they beat let's go to be honest <laughs> i was like finally was there a little bit of jealousy that you wish you could have been part of the team at that time not jealousy just i guess fomo yeah fomo is a good way to FOMO. put it yeah i was like when i saw that i was like Damn, I wish I was there, like, celebrating with them right now. I wish I was on that bench, jumping out and skating to the goalie and just freaking out over that. Or, like, just being in the stands, like, just cheering them on would would have been amazing. Definitely. Okay, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but I've been wanting to talk about it. I did a whole diversity video. Laura was part of it. And... I was going to do, like, different sexualities, genders, races, income level, and the one thing that I could not find for that video was a gay male hockey player. And to me, it's insane that that even the NHL, like, all these minor leagues and everything, they don't have – there's not a single openly gay player and there's a couple for football and stuff but they they mm-hmm. all come out after they've retired so I know the stigma for that isn't exactly the same for women's hockey like we're all way 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 more open and like mm-hmm. but I was gonna ask you how did it how did you feel being like a lesbian in the sport like do you think it impacted you at all or were you like I don't know. Would you want to talk about that? <laughs> no, we can talk about it. Okay. Honestly, I didn't know I was gay, uh, bisexual, mm-hmm. um, growing up. But by all the pictures and everything, I'm like, girl, <laughs> someone should just, like, put a sticker on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> like, definitely out there. And, uh, 
don't know. I, like, at the time, I didn't know. Like, I was questioning it. There are times in prep school, I'm like, give me a sign that I'm spy or something, but I like girls. Because to me, talking about, like, girls, like, just saying that they're pretty felt weird. It felt different. I, like, I didn't mean it like, oh, I'm attracted to them. I just thought it was, like, kind of weird to say, like, oh, that girl's pretty. Like, I like what she's wearing. Because in my household, it was, like, never a thing we talked about. Yeah. It was just, like, it was, like, male-dominated, and I was literally raised up by my brother and my dad. My sister wasn't at the house at the time, so I kind of grew up like a boy, I guess. And so in hockey, I was, like, I never thought anything of it, to be honest. I I questioned it, yes, but we didn't actually come out until college to be honest i remember telling it was at a party at my teammate at one of my teammates house and they're like oh my goodness finally like we're proud of you blah 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 but like i didn't think anything of it for uh-huh. me it was like just um bye on bye like i like girls i like guys like i don't care like it to me coming out wasn't necessary because i know my mom and my dad like always supported that stuff and they didn't care and they probably knew too when i was young the way I dressed, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I would see girls in hockey, like, being out there and, like, being comfortable with themselves. I'm like, yes, you go, girl. Like, you do you. But at the same time, I was like, I would never have, like, never have the confidence, like, do that stuff. But, like, but now I'm like, mm, do it. It's, you're young. No one's going to care. Like, it'd be a good story to tell. <laughs> like, shave your head. Do it. Like, I've thought about it. Like, this quarantine, I've thought about shaving my head. Just for the heck of it, like, do it once in your life and boom. But I, I've been telling myself no because my brother's getting married uh, in September and I'm a bridesmaid, so I can't. I can, but I won't. But I've been thinking about cutting it short, short. Probably, like, it's to my chin. Oh my but God. I don't know if, like, it would look good or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you shave it, I will put together a whole St. Baldrick's thing for two-a-day force. <laughs> you go, girl. I oh don't know if I could join you. but <laughs> I'll get you a ball cap. How about that? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but, you know, you never felt uncomfortable amongst your team. Like, the girls were all supportive. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it was never something we talked about in the locker room. Like, oh, you're gay, or like you're straight. It doesn't. It didn't like ever come up. It was like, oh, like my girlfriend and I, blah blah blah, or like my boyfriend and I, blah blah blah. It was just locker room talk. It wasn't blatantly saying, oh, we don't want you here because of your sexuality. I've never felt that at all. Yeah, I just want to bring that up because, like, in case there are any younger listeners and stuff, like, I want them all to know, like. It's totally not a big uh-uh. deal for anyone. No. Definitely not in the girls' side of the sport whatsoever. No, I I know hockey's always been a giving sport. Yeah. And a very welcoming sport. You, mm-hmm. You'll always have family no matter what. And so they've always welcomed everyone, every, whatever your gender is, whatever your preference is. Like, we're always like, good for you. We're proud of you for trusting us enough to come out and be yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas I know in, like, other sports and other teams, like, they're very, they can be very judgmental at times. So, it, so it, hockey's a really nice sport. I think one of the funnier things is you'll find on some college teams that they have a no 
inner team dating rule. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Well, kind of mandatory. Definitely is. But I think that might be one thing that tends to separate guys hockey and girls hockey. <laughs> it really does. I think that's so funny. It is bad. <laughs> like inner team dating just ruins everything. Yeah, just don't do it. It's I'm pretty sure it's a rule. Even if it's not said, it's like an unspoken rule on every Oh no, it's team. a it's a rule. It's, yeah. it's a rule. Like <laughs> we'll yell it in the locker room, like just jokingly, but sometimes we're not joking. Yeah. Like, no inter-team dating, like, stop dating or two, like, stuff like that. I know some girls that were in college did that, and it messed up the whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. It ruined everything. <laughs> it, all, it just went downhill. Like, I know some success ones, like, they're married now, mm-hmm. or they're still together. Good for you guys. I'm glad you worked it out, but that doesn't happen often. It does not happen often at all. So, entertaining is bad. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. It's funny, but I don't recommend it's it. It's funny until it's not. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm like, okay, you guys like each other. Awesome. Keep that stuff out of the locker room, please. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever thought about using a sports therapist? For massages and stuff? No, I just remember at national camp, they posed this idea to us that you can do sports therapy and it helps you, like, focus on the game and, like, all this stuff. Mm. No. No. (laughs) What about, like, visualization? Do you ever, like, visualize before games? Me, no. No, I'm I'm usually by the snack table making a peanut butter (laughs) and banana bread. Yeah, whereas I know people like have their headphones on and like get mentally prepared. I mean, I'm like my mentally prepared is my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'll get in the game once I get on the ice, but like right now I'm just having the time of my life. Do you have any pregame superstitions? I don't like calling them superstitions because my I just get all, like, riled up. Yeah. Like, my body gets all tingly, and I don't like it. One thing, I always go, I address my right side to my left. Mm-hmm. So, like, my right knee pad, my left knee pad, so on. And then I'll, like, tie my skates right to left. I always kick my skates back before I tie them. And then after I tie them, I kick them back again. My tape, I always have to do it before the game. I think if it's game time, I always have to do it no matter what. I will retape my sticks. And the tape usually breaks on the toe, so I have to retape it no matter what. But for practices, I'll leave it on until the next game. That's about it for the off ice thing. I, I stretch on my own. I do like a couple sprints, but that's about it. On the ice, I usually do two laps and then like a, a stretch, like three stretches, and that's it. And then at the very end, when it, everyone's just skating around or getting off the ice, I'll always shoot three, I'll take three slap shots off of, like, the wall. It doesn't matter what side. It's just, to, like, I guess, in my head, I'm getting my slap shot ready or, like, getting my arms warmed up. And then getting off the ice, wow, I have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. And then after getting off the ice, right, once I step off onto the rubber, I hit my skates with the toe of my stick. Twice each one. That's about it. (laughs) That's all. I never thought about how many I had. (laughs) 
being honest. Oh, that's scary. But I wouldn't call them superstitions. It's just, I guess, muscle memory and uh, whatever I'm doing. But to other people, it would be a superstition, I guess. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me interview you. Uh-huh. No problem. That was fun. It is kind of fun, right? Uh-huh. Yeah.